It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? We're back. The Life on Life's Terms podcast. And I'm Tom Robinson. And uh, like I always say, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do enjoy them. We do... Uh, we do... Um, something's wrong with YouTube. Yeah, it'll go. All right, cool. Uh, we do endorse them. We have benefited from them, all that stuff. Yes. I am Chris Mandeville. I am a recovering heroin addict. Um we are not at a New Way Recovery Center. Not we are tonight. in Tom's Kitchen. Yeah, because um, we, we, uh, it was a little surprise to us. We missed a post about the uh, Recovery Center being closed. That's yes. also why we're a little bit late, about 20 minutes late going live today. Yes, we didn't but, broadcast last week because of a scheduling conflict. Of someone couldn't get there at the right time. and um, Yeah. So we didn't want to go two weeks without um, broadcasting. So... Plus, my man Dylan came all the way down through the city from the other side of the city, yeah. and uh, yeah, we couldn't let that you know go unappreciated. So yeah, here we are. So we made it work like we usually do. Yeah, that's it. Um, Overcoming adept. Yes. Uh, so tonight we have Dylan, uh, who is a friend of Tom's. They also work together. Um, I don't know if they're currently working together, but they work for the same company. Uh, he's going to share his story with us, and we'll probably. Uh, identify or make fun of them or uh, yeah, something like one that, of the two. <laughs> it's all good so it's on you all right hey everyone my name is dylan i'm an alcoholic and a drug addict uh it's good being here tonight wasn't expecting to see tom's house but uh here we are sitting in this yeah. kitchen it's <laughs> it's very last minute but it's not as here good we are. As, it's not as good as sound because everything's a hard surface here yeah. So it kind of sounds like don't touch anything hit the table and you can't see yourself it's a little different I mean, yeah i'm sure they wouldn't Oh yeah, we, we can start getting yeah, into it now. Too yeah. Long, <laughs> we are um, by the river. Dang. Ooh, where'd we go? Oh boy, what happened? It's happened again. I, it's it's something that um, is it like a, a circuit breaker or something? I think it's the headphones. I think we're all set and everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me see. My voice is there. Just the sound went down a little bit in the headphones. Yeah, just the headphones. Let me try that again. It's a bummer. Hit the That's spring crazy. again. <laughs> I know. I hope everyone else can hear us out there. I yeah, see the mic's I mean, going over yeah, there. Yeah, we can see it yeah, going here. Yeah, we're popping live about, on there. And, the, and Facebook. It's got to be like a safety feature. Yeah, it's something that's so, it's a over drawn on the... It's all good. Yeah. Oh. So, um, I think all that right, works. that's it. We're no. back at uh, Dylan's story. That was the button. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we'll get going. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, where do I begin? Uh, you know, you always hear people talk about in meetings, like, you know, where they begin. Uh, where it began for me was I was brought up by a single mother of four kids. Uh, Ooh, my father right, wasn't that much work. in the picture. Yeah, yeah. God and bless that, And that was where? Did you, you say uh, We grew up in Charlestown. I was brought up in Charlestown. I didn't really do much growing there, honestly. Chucktown? Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kind of brought up in the in the heat of it. Or can I swear on this thing? Yeah, yeah. Brought up in the shit. Yeah, right yeah. in the shit. Um, you know, my father wasn't much in the picture. Uh, he divorced my mother after they had me. Uh, I have an older brother as well. Uh, with my father and mother, and they divorced after they had me. And uh, he wasn't that much in the picture. He kind of took off and started a new life with his with his new wife. And uh, 
Yeah, I kind of was just brought up by the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. My mother didn't really have any uh, discipline in my life, nothing along those lines. Uh, she always like made me get active in sports and everything, which I did. And you know, I love sports to this day. I still do. Not as involved today as I am, as I was as a kid. But um, you know, I used to love ice hockey, and uh, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to like get into the NHL and had all the dreams of uh, going places and doing things and getting out of Charlestown. Yeah. Do you ever rob an armored car? No, 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 no. armored cars. Never got into that. That was <laughs> probably a couple of generations before me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. As you guys said, I am fairly young. I'm only 26. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just followed in the wrong footsteps. That's what it came down to. And, uh, yeah. Product of your environment, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. You just know, like doing that. what everyone else does. Yeah. Just Looking up to the wrong what? people. Drinking? Yeah. Well, I drank for the first time. Uh, it was the first substance I put in my body. Um, what age? 12. 12, Ooh, yeah. yeah. A year earlier than average, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, no, I loved it. You know, I got blackout drunk and woke up the next day to my mother telling me I'm grounded, and I basically just laughed in her face and uh, continued on with it, you know. I know, you don't even hear that anymore. No, grounded. no, it didn't even didn't even matter at that point. They take away the, the media. They take yeah. away oh, the, yeah. the phone. They shut off yeah. the Wi-Fi. Well, yeah. I didn't have a phone <laughs> at that point. This is before right. iPhones were a thing, you know. Everyone, yeah. right. Kids seven have iPhones now. I was... I got my I first phone at 14, and it was a little flip phone, you know? Yep, exactly. Back in the day phones, um, it was just your grounded. And yeah, me too. I got my first phone at 14. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. It was plastic. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a bird that chipped everything out, you know, listened to what you said and then repeated it to the person. Homing pigeons, I think they call yeah. them. Something uh, like that. Yeah, basically, she told me I was grounded. I laughed in her face and just continued on doing what I was doing, and... You know, like they talk about, it's a disease of progression. And, you know, from drinking, it went to, you know, smoking weed all the time and, like, doing coke on the weekends with my friends at the time. And, you know, I thought I was living, like, a good life and being, like, a good role model to my younger brother. Um, you know, until, like, I started getting arrested for the stuff I was doing, whether it be having weed on me or, like, stealing cars. Like, that was a big thing when I was a kid. We would, yeah. We'd steal cars every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Get drunk and just, we'd go down to Massport and... It would have brand new cars right off the ship and uh, with the keys in Yeah, them, sitting there in yeah. line with the keys. We'd, yeah, we'd go in with like four or five people and just one of us would like, like, all right, I'll crash through the gate. And then one would crash through the gate and we all just drive out with new cars. And Yeah, it's, it's just normal. Normal yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely I, I wasn't normal. stealing cars when I was 14. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely was. It's, it's funny because we... Well, we Brockton and Charlestown. Maybe it's normal there. Yeah, Charlestown it is. I mean, they're still doing it today. It's I don't understand how Massport isn't stepping up their security game because people still just go in there and walk out, well, drive yeah. through a fence with a brand new car. And Me all. and my friends were hanging around getting stoned in the cranberry bogs and Carver. We weren't yeah. stealing cars. Right. I wasn't in that phase of like to stay home and just smoke all day yet. This was like my you know, coming of age. I'm going to steal cars yeah, and going absolutely. to play bumper cars in them all night. And I don't know how I never got arrested for that, honestly. But uh, looking back on it, and I think one summer I – think myself i sold 24 cars from there and wow. drove out with them and that's insane it's a lot it's a lot mass if, you, if you're listening i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> the statue of limitations run out on that oh I, yeah, yeah I don't i'm know. sure it's short on yeah theft. yeah it's, i think it's murder and rape that it never does yeah yeah so. yeah oh, i definitely owe men's over that yeah. still but uh not yet you know i, I don't know I don't think so. Yeah, at some point I will, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty four cars. Yeah, that's a lot of dough, bro. Yeah, I used to frequent this place. I didn't work here though. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, 
Just a trouble rolled in, you know. I never got arrested for that, but sure enough, I got arrested for other stolen cars. And it's crazy to think, like, the cars we used to get from there were brand new, you know. Brand new. You know, you can walk into a dealership and walk off with one of the cars that we stole. And, uh, yeah. And the cars I got arrested for were just, like, hot boxes, like, shitty Chrysler Sebrings from, like, 1996. And, ah, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, trouble definitely caught up to me. Wifey. Oh, she's up there. She's like, brah. <laughs> thanks <laughs> we appreciate you dude. yeah thanks for watching i guess yeah <laughs> yeah no it just it took off you know just the little things that became bigger things and like i said like we talked about to stay at home and get and get stolen all day you know that finally kicked in and you know i just did that for a long time and like the goals went out the window you know being being in the nhl never even thought about that anymore you know school you played a lot of hockey window. yeah absolutely yeah. charlestown all the like charlestown's what it's one square mile yeah yeah you so, could walk from one side to the other and, and towards the end of my usage i would do that every day to go and school heroin walk yeah. to the other side and walk back every day multiple yeah. times a day no matter what the weather was like no matter how sick i was i would do it and it's oh i hate that walk Forget oh, about yeah. that, man. I don't ever mm. want to forget how that's. Oh how my that god! Feels. Right? It's sick. It's sad. It's horrible. Yeah. Ugh. I can go on all day for things that that is, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna live like that today anymore, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, I became a pothead, and you know, I, I thought I found my calling. You know, sitting in the house getting baked all day. Everyone wanted to be around me because I was selling weed at the same time, and you know, my mother couldn't say yeah. no to having people over. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it worked out for a little bit, you know, looking back on it. It did. I was making okay money. I was able to, like, give my mother some money. And, you know, she brought us up on SSI. She's disabled as well. And uh, being able to, like, mm. give her a few bucks and not have to get money off her to, to buy a pair of shoes, you know. It was, yeah, right. It was a good feeling, you know. It was rewarding. And, uh, you know, it, sure enough, I started taking her medication from her. You know, she would get, like, clonopins prescribed and things like that. And I would take them from her and I would do them and... Uh, I was, you know, mm. I was a mess. I was a mess, and I was like maybe 15 years old, you mm. know, thinking it's a normal thing to do. And yeah, all those yeah. because it was. Those yeah, that's what everyone ridiculous. else was doing. Exactly, wow. exactly. Everyone. Oh, clonopins are horrible. I hate that's them. So crazy. Oh like, my god. Time travel pills. You travel time in those with those. Things. Yeah, you mind erases, case no, catches. Yes. So they they uh, don't uh, case catches. <laughs> the people who are prescribed them, they don't have that effect. Because uh, how could you even if live? You take no, them as because they take them as prescribed. Yeah, that's the problem with us. Is like I never taking, took anything as like, prescribed. Like we back in the day, we had a uh, security guard that worked at um, Mount Sinai Hospital in Stoughton. And he would get the cards with the punch out clonopins, like okay. K in the middle of them. Yeah, I never saw those. Oh I heard of them. I took yeah. one. I took one in my entire life. I took one because somebody gave it to me, and then I had like a beer and a half, and I was just yeah. I couldn't yeah. wrecked. I was I couldn't remember half oh, of the yeah. thing. I sat down. I got up from the table we were at at the restaurant. I sat down with the wrong at the wrong table. Yeah. And people were there looking at me. Like, you know, they you put you in a blackout. Yeah. yeah, you know what it is? It's tolerance because. When I was taking them from my mother, I was selling them too. And I would sell like the, the green clonopins that are a milligram. I would sell them like 20 at a time. And they would eat all 20 right in front of me. Yeah. And it is insane that they would even survive off of that. Because I, it, I mean, I could take one and I, it'd be three days later. And I'd be like, how did I get here? Where am I? Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. I don't so understand I it. it must uh, be tolerance, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus a mixture of everything else. Yeah. You know I mean, and when you're mixing it with alcohol, you know, that's that's a big. But like, I remember like kids say oh clonopins hey, wait i think my mom got those yeah you know and everyone that's, how, gets that's them. how you find out about stuff doctors you know, hand, hand the kids you're hanging out with it's like 
oh, I seen those in the medicine cabinet. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and oh, you were looking there too. <laughs> people don't even, people don't realize like they go have a procedure. You know, say they get OCs or yeah. or, or perk thirties or something, and and oh, I'll hang on to these normal people. Yeah, just in case something happens, and then right. now the kid finds them. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and. It's like I drank, I drank all my grandmother's uh, lemon extract that she would bake with. Yeah. <laughs> like four or five little yeah, bottles. Yeah, that stuff's uh, 80 strong. proof. 80 proof for a little Damn, It's like nips. Huh? It was like, and we weren't driving yet. My, my friend's mom was driving us to the mall, you know, and she's like, someone smells like lemons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they smell like lemons and other stuff, huh? Yeah, right. Oh, that's not that yeah. bad. Yeah, then like the vitamins we were talking about. Yeah, earlier. yeah. <laughs> Baby laxative and inositol. Oh, man. Yeah, so you know, I, I disease of progression basically, you know, from clonopins and went on. So, you know, perk fives from the dentist, just dabbling with those and no um no hockey injuries? No, nothing. I stopped playing hockey at this point, you know. Yeah. The sport stopped, man. You yeah. know, the social life became my life. Just hanging out in my in my room and right. in, in my mother's apartment and having friends over and you know, I always say our apartment door is like a revolving door because people are just in and out all day. Yeah. Whether I was selling them weed or they were coming over to smoke or I was going out to meet someone for weed. Uh, it, was, it was crazy. You know, and we, live in this, we lived in this apartment complex and, uh, you know, people are everywhere. It's, There's tons of apartment You can't hide like you, Charlestown. Yeah, you can't hide yeah. like people going in and out all day long. Yeah. Know? Yeah, people start to catch on real quick. And, um, you know, I, like I said, uh, you know, I started doing uh, perks and stuff and then hallucinogenics came into the picture and, you know, I was doing mushrooms and uh, uh, ecstasy a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, sure enough, the kid I was getting weed from uh, introduced me to Perks. And, uh, you know, I, I always say, like, I saw what he had. I kind of looked up to him at the time for all the wrong reasons. Like, I saw how he had a car, how he had a girlfriend, kids, um, you know, and I wanted it. And, like, he gave them to me, and the first thing he said was, don't do them. Like yeah. from my experience, if I'm told not to do something, I do it. So he was he was selling oh, stuff, yeah. but he wasn't really using it. No, he wasn't. I, I give it yeah. to him. He wasn't, and uh, you know, I was I was getting weed from him for a while, and I was you know I was picking up a good amount of weed too. It wasn't like I was just picking up an ounce, you know. Uh, you know, uh, I got the perks from him, and you know, I did all right for a little bit, just like the weed. You know, I did all right. I started selling them and making good money. You know, back yeah, in and the you day. could probably chip here and there. Oh, I'll just take one here, with you know, take a couple. Yeah, here and there. well. It took me a little bit to actually do one, I think. It wasn't right away. I think I sold them for, who knows, maybe a few weeks, you know. I want to say maybe a week, who knows. But, yeah, right. Uh, you yeah. know, you would make, I made okay money at the beginning, you know. You get yeah, them for you're 15 bucks sh- or even cheaper, and you're selling them for 30 a piece. It's, yeah. You make good money. Yeah. Uh, the per- the perks never did anything. They barely did anything for me. I'd have to take like 10 at a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, those are probably regular perks, right? I like five four threes yeah, or five twelves, all the like Tylenol the, in them. The big, yeah, the big giant yeah. ones. I started the, telling the dentist yeah. that I'm allergic to Tylenol, so he would give me I, the small perks. You that's know? what I would tell everybody. Crush up five of those real quick. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, absolutely. that's a big line. <laughs> all <laughs> that, all that, all that Tylenol hurts my stomach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you start catching on to all the little, the little uh, scams that'll get yep. you the right stuff that you want. And uh, yeah, yeah. So sure enough, I did that one that he told me not to do, and uh, yeah, it was off and running from there. You know, I went from doing one one at a time to doing like three at a time, and sure enough, it ended up at like fifteen, sixteen a day. I don't even know how I was keeping up with it. I don't. Yeah, oh, then you're yeah. not making any money. No you money. You got to throw some of your own money in to yeah. pick up now. Yep. Going into debt, you know, owing because I was coughing them at the time. You know, yeah. just going into debt, and it's, you know, all the things I saw this kid had, I was getting nowhere close to getting. You know, I was I was just ruining my life, and uh, 
you know, I was willing to do it. You know, I didn't see what was happening. Didn't see what I was doing to myself at all. Mm. Uh, mm. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, monkey can't sell bananas. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I say that all the time. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. It was rough. And, uh, you know, at this time, like, I was still living with my mother in her apartment. I was, like, eight, 17, 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I got in a fight one night, and I was actually on Klonopins. And uh, I was walking down to the store to get cigarettes. It was New Year's night. I forget the year, but I was, like, 17, 18. And, uh, you know, I was drinking all night, doing some coke, and did did a couple of Klonopins. And then we walked to the store, and I was going to get cigarettes. And somehow I got in a fight on the walk down there. And, uh, you know, looking back at it, it wasn't my fault. The guy did hit me first, but... uh. You know, sure enough, I got in trouble for it. I woke up oh, the yeah. next morning. Uh, New Year's Day, detectives at my door saying I got to come in for question. And, uh, yeah, I ended up getting charged with assault and battery with a deadly weapon. And, and you, like, well, probably had no weapon. idea what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, long story. The guy had a cane, and they say I hit him with the cane. And, you know, to my memory, I, my memory, I didn't hit him with a cane. I punched him once. So and let, me, let, me get, let, me, let me just get this straight. Yeah. You were yeah. walking down the store. Yep. Minding your own business. Yep. You were on coke. Oh, fucked up. You were on yeah. Klonopins. Oh, yeah, You've been drinking all day. You yeah. probably smoked a million joints. Oh, absolutely. And you uh, hit some guy with a cane. Yeah. With, with well, his I didn't hit him with the <laughs> with cane. I, cane. Was, I don't remember hitting him with the cane. Uh, That's the thing with those, man. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, like I said, I woke up the next morning to detectives at my door, and I have no recollection of what the hell happened the night before. I'm like piecing it together. So I walked out with a friend and my cousin, and... Uh, yeah, long story short, I don't think I hit him with the cane. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got woken up the next morning, and, you know, I got charged, and the apartment complex my mother lived on, they, they said he can't live with you anymore, so they kicked me off. And, you know, I always oh, wow. say, yeah, yeah, I got kicked off. And I'm, like, 17, you know, no money, vicious, ha- really? vicious perk habit at the time, you they know. They tell your mother that you she can't, you can't live yeah. with her, and you're only, you're still a minor? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And my whole family lives in Charlestown, so it's That's not like intense. I could go anywhere. Uh, you know, I couldn't go anywhere, you know. Everyone I, all my family I know lives in that apartment complex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, like the, where do I go? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like the compound. Yeah, the whole family exactly, there. yeah. And uh, So where did you go? I stayed with her. You know, my, oh, you my yeah, listen, my, my mother, that's why I said when you, should I tag her? I'm saying no, because... She's crazy. Like, she's my biggest uh, enabler. You know, she always was my biggest enabler. She's yeah. always, She still is my biggest supporter to this day, you know. But, um, yeah, she uh, she continued to let me stay with her and put, like, her housing situation at risk with my three other siblings. You know, I had a younger brother and a younger sister, and my older brother was very quiet. He didn't he didn't get involved in the neighborhood like I did, you know. He was yeah. more into the computers and stuff and playing games on his computer all day. And uh, here I was, you know, the, the black sheep of the family, you know. You know, they told me I couldn't stay there, and I continued to stay, and it was all right for, for some time. You know, it was still, nothing changed, though. You know, the revolving door didn't change. People were coming in and out, and I'm going out to try to support this habit, whether it be selling perks or, or selling whatever I can get my hands on to get that next one. And, uh, yeah, the revolving door did not change at all, even though I'm not supposed to be there, you know. Right. Mm. And, um, mm. yeah, they moved it to another apartment uh, with lesser bedrooms since technically I wasn't living there anymore, and, uh. You know, I moved with her to this next apartment. And, uh, you know, in the midst of this, somehow I, I picked up heroin. And, uh, you know, I don't know how. I don't know who put me in contact with the person that had the heroin. But I know, like, my first memory of, of hard drugs was a friend of mine's father overdosing and dying on heroin mm-hmm. in the Dunkin' Donuts bathroom on, in, on Main Street in Charlestown. I'm like, which, I always Which told I'm was, sure is the fate of a lot of people from Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It could have been my fate very, very oh, easily. All and, of us. And yeah. I'm sure that. 
the heroin came into the picture just because of financial reasons. Oh yeah, absolutely. You when know, you can get heroin cheaper than getting a yeah, pill, absolutely. You, uh, if I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one pill for thirty bucks, or I'm gonna get a gram for forty. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I know. Totally. And I'm gonna short them to ten anyways. So yeah. I can remember going into a bathroom, and I've probably told this story before. Forgive me if, if anybody has heard it, but uh, I can remember meeting meeting my guy who I was gonna. There was a, a couple, and I was gonna go and eat with them at Woods Seafood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went into the bathroom. I bought from them in the parking lot. We went inside together. I went into the bathroom, and I hit, and I come out. To me, I came right out of the bathroom, and I looked around the whole restaurant. They were gone. They said, we don't know where you went. We sat down and ate a whole meal and, and left, waiting yeah. for you, you know. Really? Yeah. So I was in, out on yeah. the toilet. I was in the bathroom. Oh, I used to love bathrooms. For like oh. 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't think you'd get much closer <laughs> to death. Maybe there was a Klonopin phone in that bag. No, no. I, know. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think you'd get much closer to, to dying. And, and, and yeah. t- today, yeah. today, you wouldn't have came out of that bathroom. No, that's right. No, exactly. Today is is different. The, the heroin of today is not yeah. heroin. So many. Uh, I know. Just within the past, I don't know, two or three weeks, it's I'd say four to five people I yeah. personally know have passed away. That's rough. Wow. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. When especially when you don't have to, there's a way out of it. Yeah, you know? and, it's and, sad. But just for for some people to get it and and you know actually work on themselves can be so difficult. Yeah, I see it yeah. all the time. Like I said, my home group is salty young people, man. Yeah, and I've you I've seen a lot people of that that have had it, yeah. have had multiple years. Yeah, and end up relapsing and and pride and ego and and all that stuff gets in the way and they just can't make yeah. it back. Yeah, it sucks. It's rough. Man. It's, it doesn't get any easier, I don't think. And yeah. One bad decision away. Nothing uh, changes if nothing changes. You know, it's going to continue happening. As sad as it is to say, it's going to continue happening. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it sometimes, though, I'm just glad it's not me. You know, I'm blessed it's not me anymore. Yeah. Because I could have been, like you talked about that bathroom, I could have been there too. I've been there. You know, I've been there and I I know Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be here today. That's why I try to take each day. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. One day at a time, right? Once (laughs) once you're sober for for a while and, and you can actually look back, like, I know I can see where God intervened in my life yeah you know all these times that you know i know i knew what i had was going to do something that i didn't want to happen but you know yeah whatever i used to overlook the blessings all the time man until like today i noticed them you know especially looking back at where i was and where i am now you know along my journey too yeah it's a sobriety man yep oh man i know something was watching over me i'll tell you that exactly yeah so what what uh so you must have been hitting bottom pretty soon, sounds like. Yeah, it, it happened pretty quick. It did. Um, you know, I said my mother moved to a new apartment. I was I moved with her, and I was doing heroin at the time. And, um, you know, sure enough, the apartment complex found out I was living with her, and they told her, look, we're going to kick you out. And, uh, you know, they followed through with that, and they kicked her out. And, you know, she was left homeless with uh, my three other siblings. And, oh, my yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. You good. know. Brought up in Charlestown her whole life and, like, kicked from the apartment property. She grew up her whole life and, you know, she can't live there anymore because of me and my siblings and her are homeless. And, like, here I am, a heroin addict that doesn't care, you know, only thinks about where can I stay tonight that that's in this vicinity so I can get that next one. And uh, not thinking about how they have to be out of the house. Oh, God. Yeah. That's got to uh, haunt you a little bit. It does. It, it definitely does. Um, You know, I've made amends for it and, you know, they're, they're in better places now. You know, my mother was in a 
woman's shelter for three years over the, over what happened. And, you know, I thank God, like, I had family that took my siblings in. Um, wow. Definitely did some damage, yeah. Yeah, it made life a little bit more difficult for them even today. You know, I see Yeah, it. that's crazy. And, like, you, you knew that that was going to be the outcome. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And selfish and self-centered to the, to the extreme. Didn't even care. No, it didn't care at all. You know? Didn't. Even after it happened, it still didn't care, you know. Yeah. Continued man. on with what I was doing as long as I got that next one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it lasted Oof, a few a years. One. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't easy. Showing up to this day, it still isn't. But like I said, I made amends over it. And, yeah. You know, um, they're, they're doing okay today. They are. Yeah. We'll get to that. Cool. And, um, yeah. So, you know, I was left nowhere to go, bouncing from couch to couch on the, on the apartment complex. Same apartment complex, you know, staying on couches, whether it be my <laughs> grandparents or people that that I was selling to or, or I was, you know, getting high with. And, uh, and you know, that dried up quickly. And, um, you know, my father decided to come back into the picture and say, look, I, I just, he got divorced from his second wife and said, I got an apartment up here in New Hampshire if you want to come and stay with me and get your life together. And, uh, you know, being from Charlestown, going up to New Hampshire, man, it's a culture shock, you know. It's like, well, how am I supposed to get anywhere? I don't have a license. Right. Um, don't have a car. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything. Right. Yeah, and uh, everything I knew and everything I needed was in Charlestown. So, like, you know, I moved with him up in Derry, and, uh, you know, I was taking the bus back and forth to come down to Charlestown to get drugs and then go back up and, like, trying to get whatever money. getting sick. Oh, it was bad, yeah. It was was definitely bad. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I told myself I'm going to stop, like, I'm going to get my life together. It was, like, maybe 22 at the time. Oh, yeah, that that false promise. Uh, Yeah, I never said nothing like that. Yeah, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to get a job. And, like, I got a couple jobs, but I only lasted a couple weeks at the most because I was running out to go get drugs or I was... You know, not showing up because I was sick as a dog. And it, it, yeah, it, unemployable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unemployable, completely. A, a, a job yeah. is in the way. Unresponsible, unemployable, yeah. all of them. Oh man, definitely in the way. Took a, took time out of my life where I could go use it to get money quicker. Uh huh. Yeah, mm. I did the same shit. Yeah, and it was rough. You know, coming from New Hampshire down to Charleston, like every three, four days, yep. like being able to scrounge up enough money to get a few grams to make it up. Dan, like telling myself, "Oh, I'm going to save this for the morning." Yeah, day, you know. <laughs> you would take a bus. Worked. You said, "Yeah, yeah." I, would. <laughs> I know. And my mother's in this family shelter in, in Framingham, and I'm having her like send me money to get Tough me to get times. a bus down to Charleston. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. And she has nothing, uh, you know. Damn. Yeah, I, you know, just didn't care, did not care, and um. You know, that only lasted so long. My father, you know, he was never there anymore. And, you know, he used to say, like, he was over his girlfriends. But, like, I don't know where he was. I just know he didn't want to be around me because he saw what I was doing. You know, he saw it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't. Um, sure enough, I, I ended up overdosing in his apartment one night. And, uh, you know, I thank God, like, a friend that picked me up from the bus station was downstairs waiting for me to go smoke a blunt. And um, I said I was just running upstairs, put my bags away, and I was going up to get high real quick. And uh, she didn't know I was doing heroin. You know, she had no idea. And, uh, you know, I told her I would dabble with perks and shit. And um, and I went up to get high. And I went out. And, you know, she came up and, and saved my life. And uh, Wow. Yeah, I, I it was bad. I, I woke up in the, in the kitchen of my dad's apartment, like, in a pool of my own sweat. I guess they had to knock him in, like, five or six times, they said. And, uh, you know, they wow. told me they have to take me to the hospital. And I'm yelling at them, telling them to get out of my apartment. And, like... I'm not even on the lease, you know. Like, I'm telling them it's my place and they have to go and, like, we have to take you to the hospital. And they did that. Yeah, yeah, they did that. And they took me to the hospital. And this poor girl, like, you know, I haven't seen her in a long time. But, like, I owe her immense too for that because, you know, I tormented her 
that that experience i can't even imagine you know yeah like we don't even realize the trauma that we cause people yeah like, oh what, not what, at what? all like i'm all right no don't worry about it you know yeah yeah and uh they brought me to the hospital and showing up the first thing i did was like reach in my pocket and uh you know my i used to keep my my heroin and my cigarette pack and uh i had more and like all i thought about was getting out of there and getting high yep. again and uh that's what i did and oh i can relate I yeah can really relate to oh my god not even thinking like i just almost died i shouldn't be here it's like okay no. i can go get high again you know? yeah because i've never been narcan but from what people say you're like sick instantly. yeah yeah, yeah if i mean, you have a habit yeah. it's kind of a blur to me honestly from like the overdose to when i left the hospital to get high like it was a blur you know i remember i was there the shortest amount of time as possible i don't know if i was sick as a dog in the meantime like when they knock at me and not i just know i left there and i got high right after there's yeah. there's two results emotionally you're either sick you know what i mean and you're just unbelievably upset about that obviously or you're pissed yeah yeah because right. you ain't high anymore well right. i woke up i remember i woke up on the kitchen sink and i was pissed that they were in the apartment and and i wasn't high anymore you know and yeah yeah i was definitely pissed and uh I didn't want to go to the hospital, and sure enough, I had to. I guess we can't. You can't. It can't be understated the depth of the self-centeredness <laughs> of the alcoholic addict. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just it's it's so insidious. You lose oh. ability uh, to 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 rightly comprehend the situation. Yeah, around right. you. You know what I mean. You you can't. No, you, you can't look at a big picture. You're a, such a small little yeah, yeah, world. Tunnel vision. Well, tunnel when vision. you're in it, when you're active, you don't anybody. see it. Yeah, you, you know, when you're sober, though, you see it all, and it, it's, yeah, and, and and therein lies a dilemma. Yeah, now you get sober, you see all the shitty things that you did, and if you don't yeah. do anything and do any work on yourself, that shit owns you again, and you end yeah. up right. not wanting to feel those feelings, and hence. You end up relapsing. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely, or or you go through, you know, like, you know, you can go through a myriad of justifications. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that doesn't really work because yeah. you know it's a bullshit. bullshit. It's all yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, sure enough, that apartment that my father let me stay in dried up. He ended up getting evicted. I remember I told him, like, he, he found out that the, the cops and the EMTs came that night and I told him I had a seizure. Yeah. Somehow yeah, I thought he right. believed it, you know, in my mind, like, oh, he believes me. And like the landlord believes me because the landlord found out too. And uh, my dad just stopped paying the rent. And like, I'm unemployable as we talked about, like, I ain't paying the rent. Uh, he got <laughs> evicted. And uh, sure enough, I ended up on a bus back down to Boston. She talking about the back rent. She ain't going to get the front rent. She ain't going <laughs> to yeah. get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even dream of paying. That's a robocall. Don't worry about that. Oh, nice. I don't even know why you saw the <laughs> house. That's right. right. We right. have it's a landline. Right. That's crazy. We only you used to the find the cell phones when you misplaced. You should it. get a tile. You can get a tile for your keys. That you can find your keys and your cell phone. Yeah. Back, back and forth. Probably a good idea. Right. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. I'm about to invest in them. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, back to where we were. Um, you know, I'm back in Boston, homeless again, and. My mother just happened to get another apartment. Um, after three years of being in the shelter, she just happened to get an apartment. Yeah, so now, now let me move in and fuck yeah. this one up. Yeah, I yeah. told her all the lies, too. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to go to meetings. I'm going to go to an IOP. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to save money. I'm going to do this. I'm I'll go on the that. clinic. I'll go on yeah, the boxing. everything. All of it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I might have believed it for a second, too, that I was yeah, going to go to IOP, that I was going to get sober, did that you I was going to be able to save money. Did you think about methadone or anything like that? 
Well, I tried Suboxone once and uh, I got it for all the wrong reasons. You know, I got it because I thought I could sell it to make more money to get heroin. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, like when the time came around where I had to go to the meet, the, the appointment to now get you don't more, have anything. I didn't have it in my system. Mm-hmm. And, and har- or fentanyl and heroin were popping up in my yeah. system. And, uh, and, I, and they were like, yeah, you're cut off. And it just didn't work out for me. You know, I, I never really thought of doing it as, as a way to get sober. I didn't. And uh, I respect mm. people that do. You know, I think it definitely helps. I, I do. Yeah, if it's used correctly. Dying. Yeah, absolutely. Just like Clonopins. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're not an alcoholic and an addict and you prescribe something like that, if you use it as directed, you'll be all right. Absolutely. You know? um, but then there's, you know, with us, there's that peculiar mental twist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely, right? We Why not one more? Yeah. yeah. All right. If, if it's one every four hours, my junkie math says four every one yeah. hour. And oh, don't forget, it says as needed, better. right? Yeah, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, need I need another one right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I moved back in with her in Malden. And, uh, you know, here I was taking the bus from Malden to Charlestown to go get more heroin. And, you know, my mother knew. And, you know, uh, well, it came to a head one night. And, uh, you know, when I, it's weird. When I used to get high, I used to beat myself up. And it's, I truly did. I would wake up with bruises all over me. So um, physically, physically, yeah, up? I, would, I would beat myself up. I swear to God, I would. How with your fists? I don't, yeah, fist. I would. I used to do this thing when I got high. I would like clap my hands and clap my legs like constantly, like for hours. I don't even know how. It's crazy to even oh, think that about it. Super annoying. Or, oh my God! Oh my God, you so, gotta go, dude. Oh my God, you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one wanted me around anymore. You know, my yeah. I was at my mother's apartment, and she wasn't there that much. You know, and uh, she's always in Charleston. That's where the, our family is. And I'm in her apartment, just beating myself up, high out of my mind, like thinking I'm putting Ugh. on movies and not even knowing what I was watching because I was just out of it. Yeah. And, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I used to put on The Matrix. That was my favorite movie. I used to put it on VHS all the time. I would. I would put it on, I would hit, and I would wake up to the credits really? all the time. Yeah. yeah, I would wake up to the credits of the laptop on my lap. I've actually ruined two laptops when I was at my my father's apartment because I would get high and and uh, ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, all over the laptop, the whole thing. Oh. It, yeah. I woke up one time. I used to have, like, like my back hair is long, but I used to have, like, longer hair. And uh, I would wake I woke up one time with Carmelo's stuck in my hair. I was just eating them, and they were all over the mattress, all over my head. <laughs> Fell asleep. Yeah, with Carmelo's, and it was bad. Oh, oh, the caramel oh. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Chocolate I, stuck to the side of your face. Yeah, just everything. Just imagine living with a guy like and that. Being sick and like, oh, I got to go in the shower and take this off now. What is a shower? I don't want to yeah. do that. I don't have time for that. Uh, yeah. Because you weren't at that stage where that was the only thing that made you feel better. No. It was right. the shower. No, oh, right? Yeah. When you're sick? Not yet. Yeah, not when yet. You're trying to kick. When I, when I moved back in with my mother, yeah, that's when it came to. And I actually flooded her bathroom one time in her new apartment from just being high and being in the shower and like the water overflowed and the neighbors downstairs wow. were getting flooded out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know were a fucking you were menace. Talking about? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> wow, you need to yeah. make another amends My to that woman. My poor mother, right? She went through hell and back, man. She did. Wow. And, yeah, I put her through shit. You know, you heard the ones with the last We all done stuff like that. We've all done Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I used to beat myself up and like, I, I still have ca- cauliflower ear to this day from hitting myself in the head and, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. My ears all blown up, and I actually went to see a doctor in sobriety and see if there's anything I could do about it. No. But uh, yeah, no, there was nothing to be done. They said it's kind of pointless, but um, yeah, that that's where it brought me. And uh, 
you know, my mother came home one night and I was being crazy, hitting myself, I guess, and making noise. I would make weird noises. I don't, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I would isolate so bad when I got high. Like, I didn't. Bathrooms, like we talked about. I used to love yeah. bathrooms. And like, What during, the fuck was in the shit you were getting, bro? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I went to detox three times. And, like, the first two, it was in a two-month span right before I got sober. And, like, the first two times, I popped for heroin and fentanyl. And the last time was fentanyl and all. Yeah, I have oh, no yeah. You idea. You were doing the fuse during the fentanyl years, so it's yeah, yeah. It was dangerous, you know, and like knows, like I yeah. like I said earlier, my friend's father who overdosed and died in that Dunkin' Donuts bathroom. Like I overdosed in that same bathroom, and I came to an hour later. Like thank God, and uh, right. you know I resented the Dunkin' Donuts for so long because no one came and knocked on the door and like checked if anyone was in there. You know, and um, yeah. Like, it's their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. yeah, it's their fault. I made amends to the manager there, and it's crazy because working in the seaport now, the guy that I made amends to, the kid, actually, he's younger than me. He's a kid. He works at the seaport Dunkin' Donuts that I go to almost every day, and, like, seeing him and again was kind of weird. <laughs> I weirded yeah. him out so bad when I made amends. I was like, yeah, yeah. I came in your bathroom. I used to get high overdosing there before. Yeah, is there anything I can do to make it right? And the kid just looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, why? What are you saying to me right now? And, uh... You want a regular? Want yeah, a- <laughs> yeah. I, I I always say, like, I should have ordered my coffee first because, uh, sure enough, he took my coffee order after, and it was just so weird and, like, yeah, right? awkward. <laughs> yeah, to this day, I still see him all the time at Dunkin' Donuts. and like, we just make eye contact real quick, and that's it, you know. It's like, not oh, much to it. dude. Yeah, that fucking weirdo, that crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what led up to me, you know, going to detox for the last time, you know, hopefully was... uh. You know, I was at my mother's apartment. She came home, and I was making noise and shit. And she she got in an argument with me and said I had to go. And and uh, this time, instead of me hitting myself, she laid her hands on me. And uh, you know, my mother's this little frail woman, but uh, you know, she punched me a couple times. And and like, rightfully so. After yeah. all the bullshit. Oh, absolutely, you're, absolutely. You're, you're lucky because more most single child-sound moms would have done that a long time. Yeah, before. yeah. yeah. Yeah, my mother's one of a kind, I'll tell you that. Mm. Oh, she's crazy. I love her, but she's crazy. Mm. Yeah, she's uh she's good, but she she laid her hands on me and, and you know, I saw the pain in her face. I did. Um, you know, it was sad and like the cops came and you know, he almost made her lose that place as well. And uh you know, they said, Ooh. Well, you have to go and you know, it wasn't my place and I had to go and they took me to the hospital and uh you know, I finally, I always say, like, I hit that point of desperation. I had just enough willingness to do something about it. And, like, I called my mother and I said, look, Mom, I'm going to detox tomorrow. And, you know, the first two mm. times I went wasn't for me. You know, it was her and someone else that said, you have to go. This time I said, I got to do something about my life, man. Like, I didn't want to die anymore. Like, I was at the point where, like, I, I didn't want to live anymore. You know, waking up in the mornings and going on that constant hamster wheel of getting that next one was just miserable. And, you know, I saw the pain I was causing on my family's faces and, uh, you know, I had no one left, and, like, I didn't even have the decision to say no anymore, you know? Like, it just, it wasn't even a thought. And, uh, you know, thank God I said I'm going to detox. And uh, the next day I landed in um, Danvers Cab for the third time in two months. And um, it was May 9th of 2017, and, you know, I just, you know, I started listening. You know, I did, I did as people said, like, commitments came in, and I started listening. Like, I heard now, had you were. Had you been to any type of meetings or anything prior to that? The second time after I left detox, I, I told the guy that brought me, when I leave, I'll, I'll go to a meeting with you. And uh, sure enough, I, I went and I, I got some heroin before the meeting. And I went and I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I just remember the, the church we were in and that was it. And uh, two weeks later, this is where, <laughs> where I finally went to Danvers Cap for the third time. And, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I needed to, man. I needed it, you know. Uh, but you like not like a bunch of programs, bunch no, of No, no, yeah. nothing, you know, just detox three times. That was it. Yeah, that's pretty much I went on one constant mine. run from from 12 to just about 24 years old and yeah. that was it, you know. Not no breaks in between. It was always like that next one whatever it was or mm-hmm. I'd figure it out. It was just one constant run. Yep. People talk about how long their runs are. Mine was just one run for like 11 years. You know, that was it. Yeah. That oh. was it. Yeah, a couple jackpots God. thrown in there here, you know. Yeah. Mean? Yeah, the jackpots, absolutely. Um Yeah, just just a mess, you know. And here I am about to be 24 years old. I'm like, you know, I look like shit. I feel like shit. I have nothing going on in my life. I have nothing to show for my life and hmm. you know, you got people that are like getting apartments and like getting cars and like I didn't even have a license, you know. Like I had yeah. nothing. You know, it took me to 22 years old to just get an ID. That's because I was living in New Hampshire and I couldn't go to the, the convenience store I knew back in Boston to get cigarettes. Like I needed an ID <laughs> to get cigarettes and uh Wow. Yeah, I have pictures of my phone of that ID. I was a mess. Um but I managed to get it somehow. I don't even know how and uh Yeah, so Danvis Cap third time and started listening, you know, listening to what people were saying and realizing what I had to do and you know, I just shut my mouth and I opened my ears and you know, a friend of mine always says, you know, take the cotton out of your, out of your mouth and put, uh, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Yeah. And like, that's what I had to do. And, uh, mm. you know, that's what I did. And, you know, I continued on. I went from Danvers Cab to um, Brockton High Point for CSS. Do you, how do you remember it as a time? Uh, do you remember it as a, as a, uh, as some happiness or all misery or fear, scared? My usage or my detox your, experience? Your, your first sobriety, your first time, your six months, first six yeah, months happy. or something. Absolutely happy. happy, yeah. Yeah, I remember when I went to detox, I had the reservations like, I never went to a club, you know. I didn't have an ID until I was 22 years old. And by that age, I was in a vicious heroin habit. Like, right. I couldn't, I wasn't going to the club to drop money on stupid drinks when I could yeah, just go to the store. skipped right over there. Yeah, I go to the store, get a pint, or just let me go get a bag of heroin. Mm. So I had the right. reservations, like, oh, I'm going to go to a club, you know. I want to go to a club. And uh, even if I didn't drink, it was whatever I felt. But I, I definitely had the reservations. But, you know, through my journey, man, like, it, it was a happy one. The whole thing has been happy, you know, learning new things and, like, and like uh, very rewarding, earning things, you know. Mm. That's a big thing for me. Like, I was able to pay for my own stuff for once in my life. Right. Um, so, like, from CSS, I went to TSS, and sure enough, I got kicked out of the TSS because I had my mother, you know, my biggest enabler, bring me um, some Klonopins and, and Johnny's Gabapentin. And, uh, mm. Yeah, like we, talk, uh, like, we talked about the higher power, like, notice in the blessings, man. Yeah. I got kicked out before I could even take them. I traded some to this kid, and uh, I was waiting for the weekend to take them. And and the staff found out I traded them for like a, a sweatshirt and a pair of shoes, I think. And, uh, right. I hid them mm. in the room, and they kicked me out in the middle of New Bedford. And uh, you know, I was left with my cell phone and no money. And I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And like, I'm not even. I didn't even and get. Obviously, high. they took the pills. They didn't. I. They, I don't think they found them. I had them hidden in the room, and like I did, they were watching me pack my shit, so I didn't even get a chance to get them. You know, yeah. I just I was just in the mindset of I'm fucking out of here. You know, mm. and, wow, yeah, and you know I just had just about a month of sobriety, and uh, you know all the resentments pile up. Like how could they fucking kick me out? You know, yeah. I would have passed the fucking test. Assholes, yeah, and yeah. here I am like bringing drugs into their facility, and uh, but you stayed sober from there. I did. Surprisingly, wow. I did. Um, yeah, I got kicked out. I picked up my phone, and the first call I made was to my drug dealer, and uh, their phone was off. Like, noticing the blessings, man. And um, yeah. Second call I made was to this kid that came into Brockton and put on a commitment, and like, I took his phone number, and uh, you know, I gave him a call. I said, wow. "Look, I just got kicked out. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do." He said, now, now think about that. 
Yeah. You, everybody listening, think about that. That's That number was in your pocket. Yep. And that was the second number you called. I know. Right? Yeah. And I need to think about it. Like, I don't have, no. maybe nobody has my number, though. It's on my, my business card for the podcast, so people do have it. But, yeah. like, make that call, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, give out that number yeah. and uh, yeah, save somebody's life. There's too many people dying, man. Yeah. But, yeah. like, had you not used that, I wouldn't be here, you know. That's right. And even and, in, even in Brockton High Point, they were when I was in there for CSS. Like they have a suboxone doctor right next door. I know. And yeah, my main thing when I was here was I'm gonna get high one more time. And like where I was, I knew if I got like one suboxone, I would be so fucked up. And like that was my mindset. And like I went and I saw that suboxone doctor when I was there, and he said I'll give you two milligrams. And I was like, Dad, ain't gonna do shit to me in my head. I'm like, fuck you. And I just walked out, you know. And like, yeah. I didn't do it. And if I took that. I would not be here today. Like I know that I, I would, I Contrast. would be dead. Uh, yeah, I would be dead. And like that many in that short amount of time, like just the beginning of my journey. And like I'm still in the beginning, but like just at that moment, you know, it's like it was crazy. And um, you know, I called that kid when I got kicked out of New Bedford, and he said, "Look, get back on a bus to Boston, and you know, stop praying and uh, making phone calls to get into another facility." And um, you know, I got on that bus and I prayed and I said, "Like God, what did I do? You know, why I don't want to do this anymore? I don't want to get high." And uh, wow. Started calling places and they're all telling me, look, we, we can't take you off the streets. You have to go to a detox first. And like, I didn't want to pick up. And like, in my mind, I'm like, I have to get high in order to start over. And, uh, you know, thank God I didn't have to. Um, someone told me to go to um, Pass, which yeah. is right down yep. on, on uh, right next to BMC, right, yep. on, right on Mass Ave, you know, in the heart of the shit. And, um, yeah, I know, I know a few people that work there. Yeah, I do. People. I do too. You know, um, it's, you know, it's a great place. Uh, it helped me a lot because I, I didn't have to pick up to get back into treatment. You know, I went there June 9th of 2017. And like that, that June 9th just happened to be my 24th well, what, what birthday. What is this place? Paths? Paths. P-A-A-T-H-S. Yeah. They like help people get into programs or shelters or whatever it is okay, they're trying so to do. So they, they will they will bust their ass. It's not a day. holding. It's just an office. They make phone calls. Yeah. They they, they it's, plug it's, the plugs in. That's yeah, it. That's it's, what they're it's doing. It's basically a... a uh, outreach center yeah you know like you walk in i need help they can yeah. help you yeah yeah so um, i walked they in work there. they work in the hospitals like yeah they, 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 they patrol the streets yeah you wow. know like the these people are like we gotta the get somebody from there on the show yeah yeah they're, they're very good I, I can maybe put you in contact with someone because mm. they they definitely help a lot where is this place located in boston right on mass app yeah so right you know where boston cab is the detox uh yeah but i don't know topeka street yeah the, it's the right shelter there. right there. Right. It's, the gas. it's yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right down, they're they're right, right in the heart of it. Dude, I went by someone on the ground today, and there was uh, somebody, like a couple cops there, and yep. and I like rolled down my window, and I was like, you need Narcan? Yeah. And uh, he said, no, he's seasoned. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I just kept trying. It's it, rough it, down there. And that's the thing, like, especially times like this, you know what I mean? Like, these people are down there, you know, their life fucking sucks, and then they're like thinking about Christmas, and yeah, you know they what just I mean? want to get as high as they can. Yeah, they everything. just don't want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know? yeah, and the weather, man, terrible, it's shitty outside time, yeah, too. Man. It's fucking ah. Oh, thank God, like I was never legit like homeless on the streets in, in the winter because like I think that would have brought me to my, my bottom quicker than than yeah, ever. It does, it does. Sleeping in ATM machines or wherever you can sleep just to not Hot be in the cold. Yeah, That's yeah. Oh always, man, I li I lived in stolen cars. Yeah, you know, fuck. Yeah, my sad. my last residence was an '87 stolen blazer. <laughs> Blazers, yeah, I, I'd yeah. get one of them today. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy, it sucks. Yeah. But your your story's like really similar to mine. Like I, I went to a detox, 
Um, it was Catholic Charities. So I went once when it was on Main Street in Brockton, and then once when it was at the VA. Then I did 30 days in Bridgewater. And then after that, I went to Plymouth for 10 months. Jail. Um, yeah, yeah months. Plymouth House Correction for Sun 10 months. That, and that's <laughs> where I found Alcoholics Anonymous. Really? Yeah. I, Good I, for you. One of the detoxes I went to, someone who, the person who picked me up from detox said, we're going to go to a meeting later. And I said, all right. So I go to their house at, from detox. There was probably like three or four hours. It was going to be a big book meeting. So... I go downstairs with her like teenage son and smoke a joint because yeah. I didn't. I don't know <laughs> nothing. I don't yeah, know yeah. anything about anything. Um, so I'm in the big book meeting, fucking high as a satellite. Like what? The, uh, not even knowing what's what anyone's talking about. Yeah. Just admitted I was an alcoholic because everyone else did. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, had no idea. Then went to Bridgewater. You know, fucking swore up and down I wasn't going to use. Got out was high within like six hours yeah you know yeah then then comes you know actually today 18 years ago was the day i get arrested i don't know if i got oh, i don't yeah. know if i got oh. high today or if but this is the day you celebrate no you celebrate no, celebrate tomorrow because i don't know yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. uh, like congratulations i man. i i That's was awesome. in that stolen blazer went to go see my son on christmas you know mm. with a bunch of stolen shit in the back yeah, I wasn't buying no gifts, no. you know. Mm. But like the thing that that stands out to me the most is, I had to stick a needle in my arm before I could go in and wish my son a merry Christmas. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like anything. And and I the next day, there there's those feelings again, you know. Oh, yeah. Poor me, poor me, yeah. and uh, like I don't remember a crazy fucking car chase in the blazer. Yeah, fucking get arrested, you know. Um, yeah. and I I don't really remember much of what happened that day like bits and pieces um because like i would take anything that i could get my hands on you yeah know what i mean just to not feel yeah and uh you know ended up going there and when they brought me back to court i had just proved to myself that if i get out i'm gonna get high so they brought me back to court like three weeks later i'm still fucking sick mm. and they're like you know we could probably get your probation reinstated today and i'm like nope yeah uh, <laughs> not gonna work out yeah, yeah. The best best decision I've made in my life. Yeah. Right. You know? And and you know, here I am eighteen years later and we sit down with the sheriff of Plymouth County and have him really? on our fucking on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cool. And I tell him, share that with him and he's like, We gotta get you down there. You know, you gotta you gotta go in and talk to these guys yeah. and tell them that yeah. it can be done. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's crazy. But crazy. uh <clears throat> so anyway. You went to Paths? Yeah, 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 I went to Paths. So I got kicked out of, of New Bedford TSS on a Wednesday. I think it was like a June June 6th, June 7th. And, uh, you know, I went to my mother's apartment again. And, like, she's meeting me at the train station with, like, money. Like, you need money. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't need money, mom. And I'm getting high. And, uh, right. So just yeah. give me a place to stay for a couple of days so I figure out what's going on. And, um, you know, I uh, stayed with her. And I, I went to a meeting over there. It's, like, the first meeting I've actually went to out on the streets. I went to... um. Club 24, I think it is, over in Malden. Mm. I was, they do one morning, night, and afternoon. And, like, I went and, uh, you know, I met this kid there. And he was like, oh, come with me. We'll come back later. You know, it's a good meeting. And uh, sure enough, I get in his car and, like, he hands me a bag of heroin. He's like, you want to get high? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> That's why I came here to get away from that shit. Because if I'm out there, I'm going to getting high. And, uh, right. you know, yeah. God, man. Because I, I said no. And I said, look, just drop me off at my house. And I'm good. But, and, uh, 
No, I went to my mother's apartment. And, uh, Friday, June 9th, 2017, I went to pass. And uh, the guy was like, I don't think you're going to get placed today. And, like, I went there ready to piss because I, I heard they're going to piss test you to figure out where you are, like, if you're going to pass yeah. or not. And, uh, yeah. So I, he said, you're not going to get placed. So I took a piss. And uh, he came back about an hour later and said, look, I got a place for you. Can you take a piss test? And I'm like, oh. We start chugging water, and uh, you know, I took that piss test, and like through my whole life, man, like like the job opportunities, the probation, um, jail, like you said, like you know, I could never pass a piss test, and like this was the first piss test I passed, and like I was jumping through the ceiling, like like I just got a new bicycle. Like the lottery, yeah, yeah, like I hit the lottery, it was insane, and um, you came I mean, up clean, yeah, Fuck right, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it myself, I'm yeah. like, holy hey, shit, you know, that's 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 funny, and that's that's you know whatever, but that's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's an accomplishment because we aren't supposed to be sober. No. When we're when we get to that point we're a pickle, we're not a cucumber anymore. I heard someone say the other night, we celebrate <laughs> the normal, like like the ordinary, like people just going to work and living their life. Like and yeah. and we are, you know, like I don't know, I'm blessed to be an alcoholic and an addict because, like, I've seen so much, you know, and I, I look at things a hell of a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I took that piss test, and, like, I ended up getting placed in a place up in Danvers again, right where I started. Um, this place just opened. It was uh, Recovery Centers of America in Danvers. And, like, the only oh, yeah. reason why I ended up there is because they, they were taking mass health at the time. And yep. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Why not? It's somewhere. And, uh, I know some people that do outreach for them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a and, great and place. I'm part of their alumni association. I've, so, I've um, told people, listen, 1-800-RECOVERY. Yeah. Just call mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And and anyone that I know that's called has gotten right in. Yeah. I, they'll, they have a car service. They'll come pick you up. I know. They'll, they'll take you It's to a hotel. The, yeah. It is beautiful. I would yeah. go there right now and stay there if I could because yeah. it's that nice. It's amazing. Yep. And, uh, but now it's you get a yep. uh, private insurance. insurance. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for Mass Health at the time. You know, <clears> and, uh, so I walked into that door and like that, that day would just <clears> happen to be my 24th birthday and like you know, like God watching over me. Like I knew it's where I meant, where I was meant to be at the time. Right. Like I, I didn't didn't have to be out on the streets with my parent, with my mother, or my grandparents, or whatever it was. Like it's where I needed to be on my birthday. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I just continued to add it. And 16 days later, after being in that CSS, I landed at the Gavin House in South Boston. And uh, all right, yeah, yeah. That's you know, I owe them nice. a lot, man, because the Gavin House kind of put that structure I never had, the discipline. You know, all those. You know, the responsibilities in my life, like wake up, go to work, um, mm-hmm. come home for dinner, go to a meeting, go to bed. Just just like a, a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, you know? yeah, just right. what I needed, you know. And, uh, you know, I made it to that house June 24th of 2017. And, uh, you know, you're welcomed in by a shit ton of guys that are there. There's like 40 guys there. And, like, you realize quickly, like, everyone's on their own path. And, you know, I thank God I chose the path I went on because, you know, I went to a meeting and I, and the same kid I called when I got kicked out of New Bedford just happened to be there. And he was like, what's up, kid? You want to start reading this book? And like, I had no idea what he was talking about, but he was talking about the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, you know, he started coming over to the Gavin House once a week and meeting with me and reading out of it and taking me through the steps. And, like, nice. you know, my life started to take off. Like, things I've never had. Like, just a job in general that I can that I can maintain. You know, I was working at Home Depot in Salt Bay for 10 months through my whole stay at the Gavin House. And, uh, right. Yeah, and, like, I was grateful for it. I loved going there every morning, showing up, helping people, you know, whether it be cutting wood or, like, putting order together for them. Like, it was rewarding. But like, also, mm. walking in there is a remember when, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, oh, I go outside. there all the time now. You get the people sitting outside I know. you know. South Bay's You know that tough. they're fucking sick. I know. You know that they're looking to hustle. See people coming yeah. into the stealing when you work, and yeah. like, you know. And, like, it's not, I'm not lost prevention. I just sit there, and you just see it happening, yeah, you know. It's, right. You know, I, I felt the purpose at that job I did, and um, you know, like I, like I said, I started reading uh, out of the book with my sponsor, and um, you know, my life began to change, and things started to take off, and 
you know, I got a home group and like I got active in many groups because I was going to them all the time. I figured why not just like give back instead of just coming to meetings and taking it from them. Like let me do something to give back. And uh, whether it be setting up or greeting or making coffee or whatever it is, tearing down at the end of the night, like mm. putting things away. You know, I felt I I, yeah. I did something, you know, I didn't just show up. Um, and you know, my life took off and, you know, I was in the Gavin house, the halfway house alone for eight months. And like today, that, that's a long amount of time because now people are going through the halfway house in like three, four months. And yeah. you know, I thank God I was there really? for eight months. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy <coughs> the, the, how quick they're moving now. They have, they own multiple like graduate houses now. So yeah. you go through very Gavin quickly. Foundation is yeah, yeah they're getting right bigger. Quincy too, right? Uh, yeah, that's their detox and the detox is in Quincy. Yeah, they, they just opened they up a, another. They have an office. House. They have an office over on uh, Hancock Street. Yeah, they 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 have a lot, and I think they're getting more too. They just opened up a brand new graduate house, which is uh, in Dorchester as well. I think it's which on is, King's. You know, Street. it's good. Like it is yes. good. It, it like, is because that's that filling that niche of all right now i gotta find a, a yep. sober house from leaving here yeah where, where do i go what, what are good sober houses and and if you can just make that transition and stay in the same yeah you know organization same organization and yeah basically a lot of the same rules a lot of the same people you know that helps that yeah can help a lot it, it it helped me i mean i needed that eight months in that half i was having to be home at five o'clock every day you know maybe getting a weekend pass if you pay your rent which is a measly 125 bucks a week you mm -hmm. know and and, uh, you know, like I needed that and like making sure I went to a meeting and like they have the sign in sheet, like what meeting you went to and who your sponsor is. And like you think about how many people just write bullshit down. Oh, like I was able to go in there and like write it down and like be able to be home three times a week for a piss test. And know I'm like, I'm OK. Yeah. You know, like I don't give a shit that this guy's staring at my dick right now. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, like that's you know, just what it comes gotta, down to. You have to say that it feels so good. Uh, pissing clean when you oh my god even yeah. on job sites it's now so yeah even now <laughs> oh my god it's it's so good like seaport because you know yeah they hey urine's today what yeah what? oh what? the feeling of dread yeah. and, and you're like the impending doom <sighs> yeah, yeah the impending doom. embarrassment that you people know carrying you're around to make it sandwich bags of piss like i know Saint hospital i i hid some in the suspended oh, ceiling fuck. in the bathroom i was watching live pd last week <laughs> and the guy pulls out a condom full of piss out yep. of the back of his seat oh. it's like what's this for fuck that oh, oh my god yeah so yeah I'm, I'm very thankful for the eight months i was there and like i didn't just leave after eight months i went to the graduate house i was in the gavin program altogether for a year yeah i exited june 24th 2018 very cool that you can do that yeah they they give you like a a year they try to get you all quicker they try to get you you know getting your life together a little bit quicker but you know they gave me a year and uh i needed it because uh you know i was able to get my life going and um you know walking out of there i didn't know what i was gonna do you know like they have sober houses out there and working at home depot you know for minimum wage you're not able to save up enough to go to like to pay first class security on an yeah. apartment you know even if you're paying the 125 like taking home like maybe 330 a week you yeah. know it's just not yeah. possible for me in that in that moment and uh, mm. just makes things a little easier you know yeah one less worry yeah so yeah. what happened was um you know i reached out to some people i said look I'm, I'm graduating out of this house i really don't want to go to a sober house and pay the same price that would pay for an apartment you know or just a room or something i don't want to go there and, and be stuck in a room with someone and share a room for 800 900 bucks a month and mm. Um, I was told to apply for a grant uh, out of the Charlestown Boys and Girls Club that paid first class security deposit on an apartment. And, um, you know, I followed through with that. And, and another thing I was told by someone in AA was to apply for Local 7. And uh, I did that. And, like, 
you know, I didn't seven, know, baby. yeah, dude, I didn't know what was going to come out of either of them. And like, I prayed on them a lot. Cause like, I knew right. at the end of the day, like if I didn't get the apartment, if I didn't get the, the career with local seven, man, like, like my life would be all right. You know, I'd be okay. I could walk out of this program and like be sober and know like, no matter what, I'll be all right. And, uh, you know, thank God both of those things pulled through and like, you know, I signed a lease to an apartment over in Dorchester and, uh, you know, dude, since you got sober, it sounds to me like you hit the ball right out of the park. Yeah, dude, I, I had to. I, I, I saw, I heard, I saw what you have to do. And, like, I saw and I heard what you don't do and where it'll get you. And, like, yeah. I knew what yeah. to do. And, like, sometimes I didn't know what to do. And, like, that's why I have a sponsor I can call on him. Or I have every contact in my phone, man, like, is just someone I can call upon. And right. Right. One, of the, one of the things I'm grateful I did when I made it out of that CSS right before I went to the Gavin house was I deleted everyone's contact out of my phone and I just started over. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what yeah. I deleted everything. And I, yeah, I started all over, mm -hmm. man. You know, my life finally began. Like I said, I didn't. I was brought up in Charleston. I didn't grow up. Like right. finally when I made it to the Gavin house, I started growing and like putting my life together and be like becoming the yeah, person. Learning and, how to live. Yeah, yeah learning how to live. You were that fucking 12-year-old until you got there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's right. Still doing the same shit. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, in a bigger body. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was able to... Feeling the same stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely, you know. But... You know, things worked out. Like I said, I signed the lease on that apartment. I got into the Iron Workers Union. And, uh, you know, man, my, my life, it, it was where it needed to be at the time it was. You know, I was yeah. sharing an apartment with three other guys. And, you know, I was in the apprenticeship and... um. You know, like, I didn't know what was going to come next. And, you know, things just get better, as I'm told. And, like, they do. And, uh, you know, like, the family was back in my life. And I was able to go over to my grandparents' house without, like, my grandmother hiding everything and hiding their mm -hmm. medications. And, like, you know, I'm allowed nice. back on that property that I was kicked off of. You know, I'm allowed to go back there and see my family, where, whereas I wasn't allowed to, you know. Right. The blessings, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and, by work. And it's just by doing the next right thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. One foot in absolutely. front of the other in the right direction. Yeah. So... And by working the 12 steps to me, man, like, I was able to make amends to, like, my mother for, like, making her lose the apartment. And, like, my grandparents for using in their bathroom all the time and almost getting mm -hmm. them kicked out. And, like, my siblings for leaving them homeless and, like, not being a good role model to right. them. Like, even yeah. my father, who I resented for the longest time for just abandoning me and my brother. Like, I was able to make amends to him for, like, you know, not being the son I should have been and, like, not, not trying to, um, you know, be a role model to my two other siblings that I have up there, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I try to not hold on to any resentments today. Granted, I, I live with my girlfriend now, so that's a bit of a problem, you know, sometimes. I'm like, why'd you leave this here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, no, not that's at just, all. That's, that's just luxury problem. Yeah, that's yeah. just being human. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not shower it is shoes luxury, problems. It's luxury that's not, problems. That's not, you know, puddle puddle water, shooting puddle water no, problems. No, no. You know? Yeah. yeah. Driving around in hot boxes. Yeah, right. Just handcuffs, crashing to everything. handcuffs for jewelry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I mean, sounds like you uh, you followed the 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 layout of how yeah. this is supposed to work. Yeah, it's supposed to it's, work. That's what yeah. I've done. And yeah, you you're reaping the results of taking the putting in the action. Yeah, dude. Know? It's all I firmly believe it's a program of action issue here, man. It is like yeah, like uh. I'm still as active today as I was when I first got into this program. You know, I have one home group I'm active in, like, two other groups as well where I go all the time. I help set up. I break down. Right. Um, my home group is all the young people. That's the first meeting I went to when I made it to the Gavin um, I think I missed maybe two weeks out of the past two and a half years I've been going there. Um, I opened the door. Uh, you know, I, I closed the door at the end of the night, and, like, I talked to the pastor that runs the church, and, like, we're on great terms. And, yeah. 
and uh, you know, I make the hot dogs and stuff at the local seven meeting. Um, uh, Southie still over at St. Monica's? Uh, it's right up the street at the Fourth Presbyterian Church, uh, 340 Dorchester Street. Yeah, I gotta Sunday get, nights, I gotta get Sunday night, seven thirty yeah. to eight thirty. Yeah, it's it's come to together a lot. Night as it, time. Yeah, we, I have people that 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 came back after years and like, oh my god, this place has really turned around because like, you know, we have jobs now. It's not just like you come in and like you just sit down like and the meeting goes on and that's it. Like we yeah. have jobs, we have a setup, we have we have a coffee maker. Which meeting is this you're talking about? Sell to young people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it was and you know, young people AA can be great or young people AA can be extremely dysfunctional. Yeah, it's you know it's like the people that do it right like they have fucking fun man. yeah we have a good time so we, many we have a good time we go on commitments and, and stuff and yeah um a couple weekends ago we went to um brockton high point right where i you know where i started and i love going there i like going places like where i've been throughout my journey and like yeah, brockton's right. one of them i mm. go there we go there once the first saturday of every month we also do new hope as well yeah and uh we do nice. boston cab actually every other tuesday mm. so like you know I'm, we go down there a lot and we see it a lot and and, uh, you know, I'm very active today and, you know, it's what I have to do. It's what I've heard, what you have to do. I'm like, I haven't, this is my first time in recovery. And like, I, for me, like I, you have people that relapse all the time, but like, for me, I, I feel I don't have to relapse because I can just like listen to other people no, in meetings about not. like what they've done and where it got them and what they didn't do and where it got them. And like, I'm able to like listen yeah. to them and learn like what I shouldn't do and what I need to do. And like, yeah. And, and. This is my first time in recovery. Yeah. You know what I mean? And There you go. It's you know, what you make of it, man. I'm on the, the eve of 18 years. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's crazy. Like, and, and I've I fucked up everything I could possibly fuck up. Yeah. But I didn't pick up. Exactly. You know? I, oh, that's I, I didn't a, have to go to Stay no matter what. Yeah. A like, friend of mine. We like, went through turnabout, and the term over there, one of the big sayings was stay no matter what. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, no matter what. That still can't drink. Nothing. Not, I've survived so everything in my life up until right now, a hundred percent. My, you know what I mean. My scorecard reads a hundred. I've survived. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's been through through the help of a lot of people. Absolutely. You know? Like absolutely. And and it's because I'm not a shitbag anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like I can, if I fuck up, I can sit. I can walk up to these people and say, "Listen, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize." And, and, and bro, I mean, I say it all the time, but the, the one thing that that keeps me like, if any kind of stupid thought were ever to creep in. And I was to give it like a little bit of merit. It's like just remember how powerful that addiction was, how oh, yeah. strong it had me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to take a chance, I, dude. Oh, it was, it's so I'm real. Always remember your last day out there, man. I'm like my last day was, you know, me getting in an argument with my mother, and I was so messed up. Like I can't even imagine. Like I saw the tears run down her face. That like I've seen people cry when they've lost their family member right. due to this disease and like i was she still had alive. lost you but you were still exactly alive. yeah you know that's, that's even worse yep. it hit me so bad i think that that's was a big worse. part of why i said i have to do something like i saw her shed those tears and like the pain in her face and i was like wow like what yeah. am i doing it, to me and it, you know this is just me but to me those type of things are like a real deterrent uh but right wh what makes it real is you can't deny that the strength of the addiction, the power it had over me, I can't deny that to myself. I can't justify out of it. It's just a fact. It's right. a cold, hard, you know, there's no way around it fact that I can't drink or use in safety. Because yeah. I know that that's all I'm going to want to do. I'm going to mm -hmm. chase it until I'm dead. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. I don't know if I have another recovery in me no. because that was, shit was hard. Exactly. <laughs> that was the hardest thing I ever did. Talked, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. But 
Anyway, yeah, so we're, we're we did about good. that time. About that time, yeah. a little over, which was is good. Uh, Coming to you live from Tom's Kitchen. Come yeah. from from Hell's Kitchen, or, yeah. or Heaven's Kitchen, or uh, Tom's yeah. Kitchen, I guess is what it is. We, the Robinson uh, Family Kitchen. Yep. It. Uh, we weren't <laughs> able to to go to where we normally go, and you know we're still grateful for that place because they you know they've oh, been taking yeah, care of us for place. well over two years now. Yeah, and, and we'll be back as far as I know, we'll be week. there next week. Yeah. Um, we're we're hoping to kick off the the new year with you know something good, and we'll see when's, what happens. When's uh New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Okay. So, <laughs> no, Thursday. <laughs> See you next Thursday. Um, yeah, so, you know, Dylan, thanks for coming on and, and yeah, sharing lot, your experience, strength, and hope with us. And, good you know, stuff. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's, keep it on works. Keep on, brother. Conv- um, congratulations to Chris. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Tr- dude, it really is That's just you, another buddy. day. Yeah, it's it is one day at a time, right? Yeah, you know? just just you means you're old. The world yeah, at this point, right. exactly. <laughs> wow, fucking real old. Getting there. Um, yeah, man. But all right, I, I just try and stay right size. That's it, bro. That's yeah. it. You know, humility. I ain't, ain't no difference between me and anybody else. It's not the heat; it's the humility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all right. Um, we won't see you before New Year's. So we hope everyone has a safe. Uh, sober and Safe happy and sober new year. New Year's, get hit an alcohol, 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 something like that. Next Thursday. See you next Thursday, people. Right. Thank you. Peace. Peace. I live in this